0: This is Hi, My Name Is, a podcast created by two very funny sober people.
1: And we're starting now. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Welcome to Hi, My My Name name is." Is. Jinx. You owe me a LaCroix.
0: Not sponsored yet. Hello, get on that.
1: Get on it. Get up. Jump on on it. it. (laughs) Get
0: up in our DMs. You know where to find us.
1: Welcome to Hi, My Name Is. On this episode, we're going to be talking about why we got sober. So this is Hi, My Name Is, Why We Got Sober. Why We
0: Got Sober. What it looked like at the end for us.
1: The end. The bitter end. Was was it bitter?
0: The dark, dark, dark days.
1: The dog days.
0: The days that led us to where we are today.
1: Some people have written in and asked us to talk about what it was that made us decide to get sober. So we figured, give the people what they want. Yeah.
0: I mean, they are the ones paying the bills, so you've been getting checks in the mail, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you not? I am. Okay, good. Thank you for
0: your your contributions.
1: Start the timer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Four days later and we're like, this feels like a long episode.
1: We're still, it it took us a long time to figure out why we got sober. (laughs) Um so I don't know about you. I have quite a bit to say about this.
0: Yeah, I mean we did a little bit of recon before the, the, the recording, and you definitely not that it's a competition.
1: It never is. We are not competitive individuals.
0: But you win. You win bottoms.
1: I win I win bottoms. Oh
0: no, that's... you're not winning bottoms. you your bottom wins.
1: <laughs> this is a whole different podcast.
0: My story was bad enough for me. But when I hear your story, I'm like, oh, that's bad. That's real bad. My story was
1: bad enough for you to want to get sober too? Yeah,
0: I was like, I would get sober again after hearing yours. Mm. That's how bad your bottom was. Sorry, I should stop saying bottom.
1: Yeah. Hi, my name is... No, I'm not going to say my (laughs) name is bottom.
0: (laughs) My name is I'm a bottom. I'm not even a bottom. I don't even know why I would say that. You...
1: There are girls that identify as bottom also. Correct. When did that happen? I feel like all of a sudden it just happened. Girls were like, "I'm a top, I'm a bottom," meaning because like sub, like, dom.
0: I don't know. I think it's important that we can just pick rules too. Why? Why does it? Why is that category only for gay men? Why can't we have it too?
1: No, it. I any, want to be on the bottom
0: even, and just have to do nothing. That sounds amazing. Just kidding. I hate.
1: Okay. Sounds a little lazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Busted.
1: No, I'm I'm not judging. Anybody it can have like anything they want, and that's great. Yeah. I want everyone to enjoy their sex life. Yeah. I'm happy for them. I'm yeah. jealous. Yeah. Also.
0: Okay. You you have sex. I've heard the stories. Um, you know what's amazing about Bad. this podcast? What is is that we do so much research and prep notes. We have all of it. And then we just come in here and we just don't talk about
1: it. <laughs> we come in here, guns ablazin. And then we just kiki. We're like,
0: oh, look, we have some prompts. Let's talk about sex.
1: <laughs> have you learned yet what a kiki is?
0: You told me. You've been telling me a lot. Mm. It's, like a, it's like a hang.
1: Yeah. I know, love- when I was thinking of podcasts before you and I decided to do one together. Okay. Um, this is our check-in time. <laughs> We're allowed to <laughs> go off script. <laughs> um, I thought of the name Sober Kiki. Didn't do well, though, in the test margins. No. <laughs> I
0: remember you asked me, you're like, what about a sober kiki? And I'm like, I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't know. Yeah. That's why it wouldn't
0: be universally like.
1: I mean, recognized. people who know, no. People but a lot who of people know,
0: vahamaven Yavin is what the Jews say.
1: Vahamavn Yavin, that's a uh, Jewish kiki? No, it means
0: <laughs> for those who know, no.
1: Oh, so that's like. vahamaven
0: the, the ones who know, Yavin will understand.
1: So that's like. Can you say it again? On, on the Instagram when they say
0: if you know, I you k- know. I-K-Y. Yeah.
1: I can. What are the letters? If you know, you know. No, but
0: can you just say if you. Hamaven Yevin. One more.
1: Hamaven Yevin.
0: Oh, it sounds like so good from me from your mouth. Just, it's good. You sound amazing. You sound like mm-hmm. you've been saying it your whole life. Hamaven Yevin.
1: I had a real estate closing the other day. and it Congratulations,
0: was, by the way. That's a big deal. Thank you. This I, man, didn't,
1: I didn't buy a house. but I.
0: This man sold a house. I did. To his friend.
1: It's well, it is what I do for work.
0: I know that. I guess it's. But thank just, you. Sorry, do you not congratulate friends. yourself when you sell a house? It's a big deal in New York City.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you saw I posted Oliver of over Instagram. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello. It's
1: not like I kept under wraps. Like,
0: subscribe, <laughs> comment.
1: <laughs> um, no, it was for sober friends. I know. Which is really nice.
0: And I, I That's know That's my him.
1: favorite part of work, I think, is when I get to do work with sober people. Yeah. Selling, buying, firing. Just kidding. I haven't fired any sober people yet.
0: Why are you looking at me in the eyes when you say that? Interesting, interesting. I will be on warned. my best behavior today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm in no position to fire anybody. Well, mm, this is a partnership. Is it? Just
0: what
1: was I going to say? Oh, the the closing, real estate closing. Um, it was very, very. It was a highly Jewish attended closing. The sellers was came there in a mohel? from Israel. Don't make a mohel out of a mountain. <laughs> The sellers flew in from Israel. The uh, the attorneys were Jewish. My clients were Jewish. All the lawyers are always going to be
0: Jewish, not to
1: stereotype. Listen. You said it, it, not me. Yeah. You're allowed to? I'm not. Correct. (laughs) No, it was beautiful it was like a nice um okay not to bring the mood down i'm totally gonna bring the mood don't! down
0: don't we're in One such of, a good place
1: well, listen it's we about so riding hard. the highs and lows together we worked in sobriety so
0: hard to get here we, we did 15 jumping jacks we, we s- did dance to taylor swift shake it off for 20 Wouldn't minutes have been my
1: first choice but I'm, it, it worked
0: what would have been your first choice lady gaga let rain on me
1: is that that's homophobic <laughs> yeah
0: i love that song. hi my
1: name is homophobia that's our next episode. <laughs>
0: Wow. Hmm. <laughs> I have nothing to say. I'm like, Ey. Why is me saying that Lady Gaga's Reign on Me would be your first choice homophobic? Because you it's mispronounced her
1: name. We've already discussed this. It's Lady Gaga. <laughs> You're joking. That can't be the way you say her name. If you were gay, you would know.
0: No. Really? No Gaga? That's yeah. a joke. No way.
1: Um, We had uh, some some weird feelings oh, before this, this episode. So we had to dance we gotta it shake out.
0: it off so that when we look at each other,
1: we feel the love we see each other.
0: Hmm.
1: Oh, I was going to bring the mood down.
0: Don't we're in such a good place. Okay. Is it somebody die?
1: No, but the, the seller of the oh. home, the, like the grandfather or somebody was a Holocaust survivor. survivor. He yeah. flew
0: in and he was a Holocaust survivor.
1: No, I'm sorry. The, the, person who flew in was like the child of the, the survivor. survivor. But the home had like a really beautiful Jewish history. And that was really important to my client. Like when we walked in the first time, there was like, there's a Shalom sign by the door. A and mezuzah. Like, a mezuzah.
0: Which is a scroll that protects the house.
1: From Christians. No. Oh, sorry. From robbers. Robbers or Christians.
0: <laughs> robbers, Christians or gays. Everybody knows that. Oh. Ooh.
1: They're wearing all the hats. All right. Well, this has been fun. Um, Thank you for tuning into this episode. Thank you for not
0: canceling us.
1: Uh, (laughs) Let's get into it. Let's get into why we got sober. Honestly. Why the hell are you sober today?
0: Honestly, sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, is it really possible that I've been sober for this long? Like, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: Fifteen years.
0: How did you know it was 15 years? I never mention it.
1: (laughs) I keep track of that (laughs) because it's a very powerful amount of time.
0: Ooh, double whammy. Okay. Mm, mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, We're trying to be more mindful of the things that we say or that we notice we say more on this podcast.
0: Let's just leave it at that.
1: In case I want to,
0: if you will, I want to keep using the word powerful. Okay. Let me, let me. Please, daddy. Oh, wow. That was weird.
1: (laughs) That was weird. It was kinky. It was (laughs) therapeutic.
0: It was a lot. Yeah. Honestly, that's going to be our real though. It's going to be so cute.
1: If there's any, if there are any therapists <laughs> listening, maybe you can email us what you think that means.
0: Interesting. Yeah, let's get in there. Um,
1: Why I was are actually you sober. It's a miracle. I was
0: talking to somebody last night who has a little bit over a year. Right. I don't know if I should give her a shout out. I'm sure she would love it. Hi, Rivka. Oh, Rivy. And no, Rivy's somebody else.
1: She says she sometimes goes by Rivy. Really? People, obviously, you're not that close. <laughs> <laughs> we have a special bond. We
0: have some catching up to do. Um, but, anyways, she was like, "I can't believe it's been a year. Like it, like could it be that maybe I drink?" i like, I felt that way. But after I had a year, I'm like, it mm-hmm. can't be. It can't be that it's been a full year, because up until that point, I had never gone two days without a drink. Yeah. And so still like, I, it's hard for me to wrap around my mind around the fact that like, I still haven't had a drink and it can be scary. Sometimes when I like really tap into that energy, I'm like, oh my God, I don't trust myself. Like it's, it, it's too, the pressure, it feels like there's pressure of like, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up, you yeah. know? And I um, think, I don't, don't think live in that space all the time.
1: Well, that's probably why we focus so much on the moment. Yeah. The day. Just for today. Yeah.
0: One day at a time. Yeah. One seltzer at a time.
1: Well, because on both ends of it, like saying when you're new, I have to fucking do this forever. Mm-hmm. I have to go to these meetings forever. It's like a, a sentence. Yeah, Some people feel like. Yeah. But for me, a moment happened where it became I have to go to these meetings to I get to go to these meetings. Yeah. And it snuck up on me. And I was like, whoa, when did this happen? When
0: did it happen? Do you remember when that shift happened for you?
1: It was at one year, three months. No, I'm just kidding. I don't remember. (laughs) You're like,
0: (laughs) I was wearing a purple sweater. It was a
1: Tuesday.
0: The sky was gray, but I felt warm on the
1: inside. I do remember, actually, I was in a Zoom meeting in my car. Oh, really? And I shared about it. I was like, I don't know when this happened, but I kind of like coming here, It's really weird.
0: Wow. I I, love that. I also remember
1: having a moment in my home group where sobriety was just different than before, like all the times that I was trying to get sober. And I said, I don't know what's different. This is the same meeting that I used to come to before I got sober on and off. A lot of you are the same people. (laughs) A lot of you are saying the same shit you were saying before, but it's hitting totally different now. And now now I
0: want to be here.
1: I basically read the room. Like you guys are still here saying the same shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's true
0: yeah, yeah 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 the message never changes it's just like if we're ready we, to hear it or not we change as the people that are receiving it
1: it's internal yeah i wish Ooh. there was something you could do to flip a switch for somebody you know you can't. i know
0: it's so crazy because you don't even have the power to switch flip your own switch it's yeah. for me it was god flipped it yeah god flipped me from being a from my bot nope I'm not gonna make that. Oh, maybe I. Could. Why not? God flipped.
1: I'm only flipping my own switch these days.
0: <laughs> Samezies.
1: Hi, my name is Sad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Single. Hello.
1: Oh, somebody suggested we start like a a sober dating app,
0: I mean, somebody sure. In. We have so much time. Yeah,
1: and and the know how to do this. Yeah, such you know what? Thing. Let
0: me just get on though. I'm just gonna start a quick app on the side.
1: Yeah. We'll be back in five minutes, guys. We're just
0: going to start an app. Um,
1: it's a great idea. And I love that people yeah. are writing in. With yeah, because
0: people want to be connected and they want to like, you know, they want to do cool shit. And they know that we could do cool shit. We could actually probably start. And I know people that know how to make apps. So well, I, we
1: could do a singles event. Like we a for sure event.
0: could. For sure could. We yeah. could call it a single kiki. Just mm-hmm. kidding. Mm-hmm. Mm. So not to rein us in because we are in charge. Right. And the. And and time is not a tool.
1: <laughs> I love it. You're using my my digs.
0: Yep. I'll just use them before yeah. you have a chance to.
1: Get ahead of me. Yeah.
0: Anything Smart. else you would have made fun of me so I could just say it to myself so you can just focus on being nice. You're,
1: um, you're taking the, the power away from me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoops. Now we know. Never mind. I was going to make a Jonah Hill reference
1: mm.
0: too soon. Okay.
1: Read the room. It's not in this climate. <laughs>
0: No, I meant like how he was taking, she was taking her power back. Never mind.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's, I'm going to take take the power back from you. Let's talk about what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. No, I'm just kidding. That's something else. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about. What the, happened? Le- the last year yeah the last year the last months Oof. the feelings some yeah. circumstances yeah. some situation yeah i mean
0: definitely the stories that you're gonna share are gonna blow people's minds away
1: well maybe they won't maybe Another they won't expecting a lot i know i'm They'll sorry sorry let down <laughs> sorry sorry to disappoint you well what what was it like for you in the last Year leading up to sobriety. How are you feeling internally? What was that like?
0: Okay. Dark. I'm just thinking about like the feelings that I had. It was or colors. Impossible for me to be sober if I wasn't at work. It was okay. physically painful for me. So nine to five, nine thirty to five: thirty, I wouldn't drink because you know, I I just didn't. But the minute I left work, I need I I I needed to know when my next drink was coming.
1: And were you obsessing about it at work?
0: I was counting down the hours, yeah. So that's But maybe obsession. maybe I was just counting down the hours for the work day to be over.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but was, were were you like I can't wait to be done to drink?
0: No. It was Um, more like, I just can't wait to leave here and then I'm also going to drink. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you're probably not an alcoholic. Oh my God. Do you think so? Yeah, you're good. Don't worry.
0: Shut up. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Have fun on this podcast. Thanks.
1: (laughs) Hi, my name is, I do this alone now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but like a friend of mine told me this, that he remembered he came over to my house after work one day and it was like in the, the dead of winter and I opened the door, let everybody in. And before I took off my coat... Or did any, like, even put my bag down. I went to the freezer, poured myself a drink, took a sip, mm-hmm. and then put my bag down. Yeah. That was how I welcomed myself into my house, was pouring myself a drink of vodka and orange snapple. I get it. That was it. And yeah. he was like, he, he he was just like, it was so weird for me to see that, like, in front of my face, like a... a someone who you wouldn't expect like would be living like that. You know, it's like, that's how I felt comfortable.
1: Mm -hmm. I get it. Your story just reminded me of something. After I had a DUI once I had a breathalyzer on my car. Oh, wow. Super embarrassing, super annoying, expensive. The thing used to kill my battery. I would have to like jump my car all the time. Anywho. um, I, was still drinking at the time. Oh, my God. Just not drinking and driving. But there was one time I came home with alcohol and I, like, had to drop off groceries in front of the house or something. And I was going to – I parked in a convenient place to get into the house quickly to drop off the groceries. And then I was going to have to move the car. But when I was inside, I had alcohol and I, like, the only thing I could think of was drink. So I drank. And then the car still needed to be moved. Oh and I was like, what the fuck? What do I do now? What'd you do? Um, well, I freaked out. And I was like, "What? how am I gonna move this car? Uh, Did you get a
0: neighbor to do it?
1: No, actually I was on a hill.
0: Oh my God, please finish <laughs> Not like a story. steep hill. You just put it in I put neutral? it in neutral
1: and I rolled into a parking spot. Oh <laughs> I know, I know. So many weird stories like that though
0: my heart breaks for that part of you. That was the best you could do in that moment because I fully under resourceful. Yeah. resourceful, but I also fully understand that idea of like, Oh, I'm home. I can take a drink now. And then not remembering that you have to move the car.
1: Yeah. Wow. My last year, I mean, this whole topic, like why did we get sober? What? Did, oh, I mean, that could be, over a decade worth of stories, Yeah, you know, well, yeah, but we'll yeah. just focus on like, focus
0: on the good ones,
1: the good stories. Yeah. Well, I'll just focus on like the year leading up. Yeah. Um, I was attending an outpatient rehab program and I was also still taking a lot of drugs at the time. I had a prescription for Klonopin. Mm-hmm. So I would get that. And they were drug testing at this uh, outpatient rehab that I was in. So yeah. I would, I, I was, like, allowed to take it because I had a prescription. Oh, okay. Um, but that colonopin that I was being prescribed was, like, the cherry on top. I mean, I would go and buy a lot of Xanax on the street. And, like, that is what I would really take. So I was taking all of this Xanax and getting drug tested. I was going to rehab, like, super, super high. And, like, the only reason that... I didn't get in trouble was because you I had, had this a, prescription because uh, it comes up as it doesn't show how much of the thing you're taking. Uh, it just shows. And that is not a tip for anyone who's in rehab right now. That was oh, just wow. what I was doing and wow. an example of wow. uh, where I was at. Um, that was like a hamster wheel though. Yeah. That time with the outpatient because I wasn't like mandated to be there. I was there because like I knew I was in trouble but, and like oh, wow. I, was, I was trying to. Yeah. Do what I could to stabilize myself. Um, but I was doing as much work as I could, like paid work, to, to support my drug habit. Like that was really all all my money was going towards. Um, but what was the hamster wheel was that I had a huge drug debt. At the time. Okay. I needed to go away to inpatient treatment. Like that so was that they what, wouldn't find you? No. Oh. I mean, that was what was... I needed to remove myself from society to get well. like to, oh, okay. And everyone was recommending that. But I couldn't go away and not be paying off this drug debt. So it was this endless cycle of like, pay it down a little bit. But they want you to keep having to pay. So they would like front more drugs and the debt never went down. It only got bigger and bigger and bigger no matter how much I paid. And I couldn't go away to rehab because Because you had
0: to keep paying them.
1: Yeah. So it was a dangerous situation. It was like a really bad situation. Whoa. Um, And I just was really, I was trapped.
0: How did you finally end up? Oh yeah.
1: Let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Um, So that was...
0: That was in the going last. Going
1: on like the, fir- the last year yeah. before I got yeah. sober.
0: So for me, the last year, um, my sister was going through a divorce. She's now remarried. But at the time. Mazel tov. Thank you. Why did I just say thank you? I didn't get married. Anyways, um, it was very hard for me to process it. And I am an alcoholic. So I made it about me even though she was the one going through the divorce, I like literally told everyone, my sister's getting divorced. Like as if it affects, I mean, yeah, it affects me, but like I made it like as if something was happening to me and it was, I drank about it. I I just drank every single day. Did I ever call her to see how she was doing or how I could be there for her? I'm going to say maybe once Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've since made amends for that, but I made her divorce about me and I, it took, I had been very close to her husband, her ex-husband, you know. So it was just like really painful for me that they were, you know, not going to be married anymore and all that stuff. And so I didn't have any tools to handle emotions. So I just drank. It made complete sense to me that because my sister in L.A. was getting divorced, I was in Brooklyn getting drunk. Like it made sense to me.
1: Well, we looked for any excuse.
0: Yeah, correct.
1: Anything, you know, would be a good reason to... Make it dramatic and catastrophize it and yeah. make it about us, everything. Yeah. 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 I, get, I get that.
0: Yeah. I actually started drinking at her house, which is a fun fact.
1: Like originally? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I was 15 years old. So little, little honey. Oh,
1: it's a full circle, full circle moment. Hmm. Love it when that happens.
0: <sighs> so then later on in the year, it was my nephew's bar mitzvah. So it was her son's bar mitzvah. And my parents are divorced as well, and they're typically never in the same room. Like, I've never, the only time I had been in the same room at that point with my mother and my father was at her wedding, like 14 years earlier. Mm-hmm. She was married for 14 years. And so, it's a good amount of time. Yeah. She has four beautiful children. Well, they're not, I mean, they're adults now, but anyways, I they're
1: still beautiful no matter what age they are.
0: Correct. I was so uncomfortable at the thought of being in the room, in the same room with my mother, my father, and my ex-brother-in-law, because at that point they were fully divorced. I had no tools to handle it. The the, the bar mitzvah, I think, was at like 11 a.m. And I went over. you did have a tool. Yeah. My tool was vodka. Yeah. Yeah. And it was in my father's synagogue at the time. And I went over to my father and I was like, we need to make a l'chaim it's a bar mitzvah. We're not going to have alcohol. That's crazy. He was like, you're right. So he went and he got me the bottle that he had. And I remember, I don't think it was Grey Goose because at the time that was like my level. It's like you drink Grey Goose or bust, you know, but he had, I think Smirnoff, but like, what are you going to do? Say no, you know? So I drank a lot and I got very drunk. Um, I didn't do anything embarrassing at the actual bar mitzvah, but I just remember feeling so much shame mm. At how drunk I needed to be to be there. Yeah. And then after it was over, I just went back to my sister's house and was just puking my brains out.
1: Was that the last time you drank?
0: That was the last time I got drunk from vodka that I can remember. I think so. Yeah. I got sober like, uh, I think six weeks later, but I switched to wine very
1: close after that. You know what is coming up for me when you're telling this story? I'd be happy to. If you will i will hold your horses just kidding <laughs> um maybe you shouldn't have been there like i can relate in that i remember i was spending time with someone that i really shouldn't have been spending time with and i was on drugs and i remember thinking to myself oh this is so much more manageable when i'm high mm, and like yeah now looking at it i'm like well being high wasn't the right way to approach that like yeah just not spending time around people that you don't want to be around or that you feel like you have to not be in reality to be around like maybe that's your body telling you like you're not supposed to spend time in those places
0: yeah it's interesting that you're saying that i wasn't expecting to talk about that but here we are um being around my family is super triggering for me still unfortunately for different reasons and um now that i'm sober i have different tools i have a A lot of tools i don't have different tools i have tools that Mm -hmm. i you know um you're
1: basically home depot (laughs) that's a lesbian reference
0: i am the home depot of tools for emotional wealth
1: (laughs) home depot of recovery over there
0: yeah i um well for one i i check in with my body to see if i actually am physically available to go yeah and for many years i was not
1: our bodies know more than our minds do
0: yeah yeah. For many years, I did not attend family events because it was, I knew I couldn't handle it. I only recently started going in the last three or four years. I've been, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I missed, I missed a lot of my family's events, weddings, not weddings. Yeah. A couple of weddings. Um, but also well, just, just
1: what does it bring you closer to a drink or further away from a drink? Yeah. That's set. That's the best barometer. People say it Often in meetings, like yeah. is this action bringing me closer to drink or further away? Yeah, is it bringing me closer to my higher power yeah. or further away? I
0: wish, I wish my reality was different. You know, and with regards to that, it's, it's. I get it. It's so painful. Yeah. Um, but I know that for me, my number one priority is my sobriety and my mental health. And I'm like rubbing my chest right now just to like, it's like a comfort that I do. Like, you're okay. You're okay. You yeah. know. Um, something. I wasn't sure
1: what was happening.
0: Okay. I said I'm a bottom. Okay. I don't know how that relates to anything. I'm just reminding you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Here we are. Sorry, mom. Anyways, um, yeah, my mom listens and she raised you. Yeah. Well, she would know. (laughs) What's happening? (laughs)
1: Off the rails. That's what
0: they say. So yeah, today I I do a a check with my body. Like, hey, does this feel like safe? Do you feel okay? And if I am going to be around my family, I bring, I, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, I bring a person with me. To hold my f- my my emotional hand.
1: Yeah, they're saying to hold my phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to take pictures of me.
1: I bring an assistant. To, to bring
0: my personal photographer. <laughs> to
1: manage my Instagram. Yeah, wall. obviously. Well, I'm off the clock.
0: So yeah, you're right. I didn't even know that back then. My body was like, Ehh.
1: it's something that I noticed, and I remember the exact situation where I was and what I was doing when I had that moment. Yeah. That I was like, oh, this situation is much more tolerable when I take these pills. Mm. I just yeah. should have not been in situations like that but I didn't have the tools to not be in those situations right my and tool was a pill
0: yeah and I remember in my first couple of years of recovery I would hear people be like yeah it's Christmas but I'm not going home because yeah. I'm taking my self-care and I had so much judgment on them because I was there were like Christians no because I was like how could you not go home to your family it's the holidays just mm. like Get your shit together and go home and be with your family. It's your family.
1: Because that's what people do.
0: And I had never experienced trauma in the way that I, I had. Uh, literally at two years sober is when something, you know, I had memories that popped up for me where I realized like, oh, I do have trauma in my background. But up until that point, I just went home for the holidays. Every single holiday. Mm-hmm. No matter what. And I, I don't go home for the holidays anymore. Yeah, and and it's because it is the highest form of self care for me to not go, and now I understand what they were doing.
1: We don't have to do things or go places just because it's what people do or what's expected. No, no, you know?
0: no. We're- I've
1: also in in sobriety gotten to a place where things didn't feel right in my body. Yeah, that were normal or expected. And I've just made decisions to say, "Why am I? I don't need to be doing this." No, it feels counterintuitive to look. We do a lot of fucking work to stay sober. We we've done the routine episode, yeah, which we also didn't mention service on there. I recall, big part of both of our sobriety and our routines. But we, we can have we'll a do a whole episode.
0: episode about that, honestly. Yeah,
1: I did just want to mention that we both do service also as our routine.
0: We do a lot of work, and sometimes just because it's the norm or expected.
1: Yes counterintuitive doesn't it's not in alignment to go places that make us feel bad yeah or be around people that make us not feel great yeah just because it's expected yeah and also potentially harmful yeah yeah
0: and we learn how to take care of ourselves by listening to hey this doesn't feel good and even if people are going to judge me i can still not go
1: nobody has to live your life for no. yourself no you know people don't have to Agree with it or understand no, it. They doesn't, really don't. Like, really what matter. other,
0: what I, my favorite thing that my sponsor always reminds me, always reminded me of for many years, she's like, Hani, what other people think of you, none of your business. It doesn't matter what other people think of you.
1: Did she make that up, you think?
0: Are you joking? It's literally a saying everybody
1: says. You know who says it? Who? RuPaul.
0: She does? RuPaul?
1: RuPaul says it. Didn't know that. His, I think he goes His? by. I think it's he, him. Oh, I'm sorry. We sorry. Did. Sorry, RuPaul. Sorry, RuPaul. Now we're doing, what is it? EMDR?
0: SMR. S-B-D-S-M?
1: Nope. B-d-r. Bottoms, tops. Yeah, his mom used to say it to him. Unless they're paying your bills, don't pay him no mind. Um
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it, when it comes to self-care, it's going to look different for every single person. And so it literally doesn't matter what other people think of me when I know that I'm taking care of myself. People don't have to like it.
1: No. Or understand it.
0: Or understand it.
1: I will say as a piece of advice to people listening, use that barometer. Does it bring me closer to a drink or further away? Yeah. And that goes for any part of your life. Mm. Even things that like going home for the holidays or anything, really. The most important thing, I can't keep anything in my life if I'm not sober. So I have to be like so, so, so careful.
0: Yeah. I just realized we probably wouldn't be friends if you were still using because that's a lot of Xanax.
1: I would probably be asleep. No, (laughs) I mean like the eternal sleep. It's probably in my resting place.
0: Your resting Jimmy face. (laughs) I know what that means resting bitch face That's i didn't want to say very... it i didn't want to call you a bitch on your own <laughs> podcast i just didn't feel respectful
1: hi my name is bitch <laughs> <laughs> all right so more about my last year. more about me
0: let's talk about you
1: um the last year was insane it was bananas uh i i think i've shared before that like i had a bit of a psychic Break? Psychic? Psychotic. That's psychotic, the word. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't like Miss Cleo reading the future. I was <laughs> psychotic. Miss <laughs> Cleo was a lesbian, by the way. There's a documentary on her and one of that. the streaming services. I I'm so services. happy for her. Do you know who she is? No. Yeah. You don't know a lot of pop culture references. We
0: know this already.
1: What were you, sheltered or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. Okay, here's something that happened my last year. Somehow, it came about that I was not in charge, but I was one of two or three people that planned my 20th high school reunion. Oh, God. 20-year high school reunion. Good Lord. Um, I wasn't even all that popular in high school, so I don't know how it happened. Maybe I was just active on social media, and (laughs) it didn't end very well. Tell me
0: everything.
1: Well, I'll tell you the highlights. (laughs) And by highlights, I mean lowlights. I can remember that the person who was hosting us at the restaurant was one of our classmates. And they sent an email around beforehand like, this is not an excuse for people to get extra fucked up.
0: Oh, no. And
1: I'm like, yeah, everybody are listening. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Meanwhile. um, Say
0: more. (sighs) Please. Please. Tell us I got up there yeah. There was like Did you drive there? I drove there Okay Upstate um, New York There paint was, the scene We're in upstate New York What year is uh, it? In the Catskills In the Catskills Maybe
1: some listeners will know where the Catskills are
0: What year is it?
1: 2019 Okay Yeah Not that long ago <laughs> Folks <laughs> I don't have 15 years sober Um, yeah, there was like setting up to do. I helped a very small amount. And then I went to my room to like, you know, take a little nap and get ready for the event.
0: Yeah. In a restaurant.
1: I think I woke up like halfway through the dinner. People were like texting me. Oh, where are you? And I was like one of the people putting it together. Right, Right. Um, got to get, got it together, went out. I mean, I was, I was taking a lot of pills. I was just taking a lot of pills at that time. Um, I drank some wine at Uh at the event also and i was mixing xanax and alcohol which i really really don't recommend to anyone if anyone is still drinking or taking pills like just don't mix those two things it's really not great yeah um i drank a lot at the the dinner and then we went to a casino after oh yeah there's a casino in the in the town and the last memory that I have in that casino it was being in the bathroom, and I had my little pill jar that yeah. I would carry around with me. Um, and there were a lot of pills in my my dosage, like, you know, a, a, good, a fistful, if you will. Oh my um God. Last thing I remember is just, like, downing them in the bathroom with my glass of Chardonnay because I was like a classy God. lady. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I don't remember anything after that. I, the next thing I remember is— Did you is, drive home like that? No, I somehow got like a car service or something. I remember coming to in the front lawn of um, the hotel that I was staying in oh. and the police were standing over me and they were like shining a flashlight on me. And they were, I, I don't remember what they said, but they escorted me back to my room. They like I didn't get arrested or anything. Um, and then I went home the next day yeah. after that with a real bad headache. And when I got home, I remember telling my partner at the time, like, something feels wrong. Like, I need to go to the hospital and get checked out. So I went to the ER. They checked me out. They sent me home. They're like. Everything's
0: fine. Yeah.
1: They're like, you have a migraine or something. Everything's peachy here. Send me home. Oh, and the insanity of where I was at is, like, I wanted to tell medical professionals the truth about, like. How much you were taking. What was in my system. But, like, my partner told me, if. You do drugs like I'm going to kick you out of this apartment. So he came with me to the hospital oh. and I would I ran in ahead of him and I was like, don't let him in into the ER. Oh. Just ins- I was really living in insanity because you wanted to be able to tell them the truth. Yeah. And I didn't want to get kicked out of my house. Um, So went back home. Still, I knew something was wrong. Like there was a feeling in my head that I'd never had before. Oh my God. And so I went back again the next day to the hospital. And then they started doing more tests and CAT scans. And it turns out I had bleeding in my brain. <gasps> I had taken a fall and hit my head during that time. Fuck. And they thought I was going to have to have brain surgery because of that. I'm judging, I'm guessing by your face. Know. I never told you this you story never told before. me this story. You know, she's got a lot of stories in, in the. Wow. In the toolbox. In the vault. (laughs) The vault. I'm opening the vault to the world.
0: Keep going. So because, oh my God, because you persisted and you said, hey, no, it really feels like something's off. Like you were right. Yeah. It wasn't just the Xanax. You had actually fallen. I
1: bleeding my brain. So they thought I was going to have to have brain surgery. Oh my God. I was in the step down ICU for two weeks. Um they, I didn't have to have brain surgery. They How did they fix it? Well, they determined that like with the amount of bleeding that there was, that my brain would reabsorb the blood, but I just had to stay in the hospital. And I, I lost thirty pounds in two weeks. I was just like throwing up nonstop. Oh, it was like the worst headache ever. Oh my
0: god. Were you did you, any anybody come visit you?
1: Um yeah, people came to visit me. I oh didn't really god. want a lot of visitors. Yeah. Though, you're because like, I was throwing up constantly. What were
0: you throwing up?
1: <laughs> um n- nothing Or really. I couldn't even really eat anything.
0: Oh, my God. But
1: they had me on morphine, though, because the pain was so bad. Did you like that? Loved it.
0: Oh, my God. You're like, That's this is kind of the best?
1: Yeah. Um, oh,
0: my God.
1: Yes, I was there for two weeks. The uh, The insanity, even more insanity, though, is that, like, I was in a lot of pain afterwards for a while. Like, I had to stand on the couch with, like, ice packs oh. on my head for a really long time. I was. Were you
0: able to work at this point? No. Oh. Absolutely not. Oh. But,
1: but I went to pain management.
0: What does that mean?
1: It's a place where they manage your pain with medication.
0: Oh. And I got
1: Percocet. I got drugs to manage my pain. So now I had like all of the benzos that I was taking. And then now I had a prescription for Percocet too. So to me, that was like just more of a pass to keep doing what I was doing.
0: (sighs) You're a miracle. You're a
1: fucking miracle. Yeah. Oh my God. That, I mean... That high school reunion thing was (laughs) embarrassing. And like, I didn't really, there might be people that listen now that knew something happened, but didn't know exactly what it was that happened. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't great. Super embarrassing. Had a lot of shame after that. I don't have shame right now because I work a program, you know? Yeah. And I've taken steps to. Let go of it. Yeah. Not regret the past or wish Wish to 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 close the door door on on it. it. I mean, but that was like one of a few things that happened. I went missing around that time, also. Like from the ICU? Um, no, I don't know. Well, actually, there was um, a car accident that happened the same year. <laughs> Sorry, I'm also. not laughing. I'm not laughing. Um, yeah, there was there was a car accident. I'm not going to get into like too many you details. You sure you don't want to? Around that, I'm but, a
0: little curious. Well, I'll tell How you. How would that. you ever get into a car accident?
1: yeah it doesn't make sense I but the life seems... i was living how the fuck did i still have a car is the question
0: is this the same car you have now no oh no no,
1: no. the car in question in this story <laughs> uh it was totaled i totaled my car i wow you have to say it three other cars were also oh my god affected and i drove into the front of a bodega yeah there we
0: go Say that again that's for the, the people good in the stuff back.
1: Right there, no, you, they, they heard it. They heard it. You drove
0: it. into the front of a bodega.
1: I did, yeah. Wow. Um, and were you just trying to
0: get a pack of cigarettes real quick?
1: That's it. Just wanted to smoke. In and out. So that was something that happened. Wow. Um I, I was taken to the hospital from there, and that's when I went missing. Actually, from that hospital, what I, I can remember more. coming to in the ER. And
0: you're like, like, hell no.
1: I was really angry because they had cut my jeans off.
0: What were you sitting in?
1: Um, A robe or something.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah. I was like, where the fuck are my pants? And they're like, we had to cut them off of you. Um, So you
0: ran away to get pants?
1: I don't know where I was going.
0: Where did you go? Actually, I
1: do know where I was going. Target? In, In my mind, I wanted to get back to my car because I had... Drugs oh. in the car, and I wanted to get the drugs. Oh my God. Yeah, you, that was the only thing I was thinking of. I don't know. So, you were was. in the waiting room in,
0: trying to get, waiting to get looked at, and you're like, "Now nah, I'll I be left. back.
1: I took out an IV and I left the hospital.
0: And then, where did you go? Because you said you went missing.
1: That's when I went missing. I was gone for a few days. I where don't did know. you go? I couldn't tell you still to this day, but my partner did call the police and they were looking for me.
0: Where did they find you?
1: They didn't. I showed up back at home. And oh I don't know why the police happened to be in my building when I got home. I and wonder my, my partner why? was in the hallway. But this was like days after. Days? I, I
0: think. You don't know? I don't know. How do There's, you know it was days? Well was it definitely days?
1: At least one or two days. Um Oh my god. Okay, but I showed up and
0: in the robe?
1: I don't know what I was wearing, girl.
0: Please, please try to remember. If you were wearing the hospital robe, that would make this story so much. I
1: told much- you all of the drugs I was on. You think I can remember? Uh, um, okay. They was- were in the hallway, and I remember I showed up, and I'm like, "What is everyone so upset about? <laughs> like, what's the big deal?"
0: Hi, I'm here, honey. Yeah. I'm home.
1: Like, what's going? Why is everyone so worked up? That's that's where this thing takes us so yeah. far from reality. reality. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't understand why anyone would be so upset about this. It doesn't make sense.
0: Wow. And that's not even when you got sober, is it?
1: Not far. It wasn't that moment. I did go to the impound to get my car. Okay. Or to see Look at my it. car, get my stuff out of the car. I don't know what. Um, Inside the car, the front seat, it was covered in Oreos and <laughs> flowers. As far as the eye could see. Oreos and flowers. And that's how you know I'm not making the story up. Was it? Because it, it's so random.
0: I have to ask, because I'm sure everybody's thinking this. Were they double stuffed Oreos?
1: They weren't double stuffed. Oh, but... Double stuffed are my favorite. Well, they were the Halloween Oreos. Oh. <laughs> Because I believe this was in the fall when this situation occurred. I'm,
0: I'm not trying to make this about me, but I've never had a Halloween Oreo and I never plan to.
1: Well, now you'll think of me if you do.
0: Oh, disgusting. Who wants to orange? Maybe
1: Halloween Oreos can be our sponsor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sponsor us. Look how great he's doing now.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: he doesn't drive into bodegas anymore.
1: Flowers and orange Oreos. What kind of
0: flowers do we remember? Were they sunflowers? Oh, bodega flowers.
1: Some bodegas <laughs> have nice flowers. Um, what a story I may or may not have eaten one of the Oreos <laughs> I don't recall What I do recall is that My drugs weren't in the car anymore
0: Oh, they found them Who is they? The cops when they came if to the, the scene? If the cops
1: found them, I would have been in trouble
0: Really? Oh, because it was that much?
1: Well, any amount, really Oh I would have gotten in trouble um, we so have who to have them? to check with our legal department before we release this episode. <laughs> um, who has them? Who? I don't. Got them. I don't know.
0: Were you mad when you got to the car and they weren't there? So
1: mad. Oh, so I can mad. just imagine
0: like an active addict. being yeah. like, Where's my shit? Who took my that shit? the only
1: thing I cared about. I didn't Ooh. care about the car. Oh my God. Didn't care about the accident. Didn't care about, I mean, thank God in hindsight, nobody was injured. It could, it could have been a None lot None of the worse. three people
0: that were in the car accident got hurt? No. Thank God.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: my God.
1: Um, so, yeah, that was uh, how it was going for me. And
0: here you are today selling homes like no one's business. <laughs> <laughs> you realize you're a miracle, right? Like, hello?
1: I do realize that it was pretty bad
0: before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're saying, like, what... it. What caused us to get sober? So that, I mean, those were the events in the last year. Yeah. Um, Right around Thanksgiving, I think. Oh, no, Christmas. Right around Christmas of that year, 2019, um, I did go into the psychiatric hospital. Um, I spent Christmas there. Is that when you... That wasn't when I got sober, though.
0: Oh, my God.
1: I know. Well, it was just, things were so out of control and so
0: Did they know you? Did they know you by name at that, whatever hospital it was? No,
1: that was the first time that I had been there.
0: Can you imagine? They're like, Jimmy, come on in.
1: when I did get sober, that was the hospital that I went back to two weeks later. So I was there for Christmas for (laughs) 10 days. And then when I finally did get sober, my sober date is January 19th, 2020. Oh um,
0: my God. I did go back to,
1: that's where I was in the hospital. Wow. So I spent a lot of time in the hospital. Like when I got sober, I was there forty-seven days. But oh then
0: my god! Two
1: weeks before that, I was there for ten days. So I, I should have paid rent there, like
0: a little residency, huh?
1: Residence Inn.
0: Oh my god, Jimmy!
1: So that's, um, yeah.
0: Sorry, I just woke up, Lulu. Screaming.
1: She's been sleeping for a while. Oh my She's, god! I don't know how she I'm slept like, through these tails.
0: <laughs> I'm always. She's just, heard him. She was there. Yeah, she was like, yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. Let's keep moving.
1: Well, we have kept moving. Yeah, thank God. Thank look God. Look at you today. We don't have to live that way anymore. No, we don't. Yeah.
0: Wow. So my stories don't hit. The details are different, right? Like I don't, I don't have those experiences. It doesn't matter hospitals, but the feeling of despair. Yeah. Of complete, like, what the fuck am I doing? Powerlessness. Powerlessness. Unmanageable. Did I say despair?
1: You did. I just said Say it. it again.
0: Oh my God. Can I tell you something? Since I've had COVID three times, like I literally, my memory's garbage. The fact that we're doing this podcast is a miracle. My short-term memory doesn't exist anymore.
1: Well, we have notes. That helps.
0: What was your name? My name? Yeah. Lulu. That's what I thought. <laughs> hmm.
1: All right. Um. You know, some people don't Get sober or go to AA because they're like my story wasn't bad enough.
0: Right, I right. didn't
1: live under a bridge. Right. I wasn't in a trench I wasn't coat. Arrested. So was I didn't trench drive. coats and bridges for some yeah, reason. I don't know
0: why. Who gave them the thought that we were people were in trench coats? Trench coats I are have hot.
1: A, I have a really nice Burberry trench coat, and I was active when I got that, <laughs> so I was not a trench coat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing: that is your story. Mine is very different. The Doesn't details matter. are different, but here's the thing. I was in a place where I knew I didn't want to keep living like that. Yeah. And I was in a place where I finally saw a room full of people that I believed were sober. And I was like, if they can do it, maybe I can too. And that was the switch for me. That was it. It was that fast. God moved into my heart and was like, you can trust these people.
1: I want to say to that point that you just made, if I can get sober, literally anyone in the world can get sober.
0: Yeah, no, I believe that fully
1: because it yeah. was it's, it seemed very unlikely that i was going to get sober yeah yeah
0: if i was like a betting person i would have not bet on you getting sober i would have been like yeah i'm going to keep my money
1: yeah i would have, been, it would have been safe
0: yeah safer
1: yeah um well just to like put a bow on that or put a pin in it we'll put mm-hmm. something on it yeah it doesn't matter the details of our stories no it matters the feeling. It matters, you know, if you want to stop drinking and you can't. Or using. Or using or sexing or whatever it is, whatever your fancy is. Um,
0: I just flirted in the camera. I don't know why. Because I said it felt,
1: sexing. It felt appropriate. I never said it before. and know I'm saying it twice. Say it. <laughs> Say it like you I mean it. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, someone shared not too long ago, I used to feel uncomfortable about recovery or about 12 step programs because I felt like I didn't qualify because my story wasn't bad enough. But then I had a realization that nobody in this room thinks I don't belong here Yeah, because it wasn't bad enough and nobody wants it to be worse for me than it was. Yeah. I did the chest thing just now. Yeah. Cause you it's comforting.
0: It. It's comforting. I also
1: do. It's comforting. It um, all right.
0: If you want to stop and you feel like you can't, Just trust that there is help and there is hope. Mm. And that one minute at a time, we can actually not pick up that first drink. I don't don't stay sober 15 years at a time. I don't stay sober three weeks at a time. I stay sober one day at a time. Yeah. That's how I do it.
1: That's it. And there was, it's so hard for me to stop talking right now because there's so many things. I know,
0: I know. I think we're going to have to come back to this, honestly, because I had more to say. Well, Not much, just like one more sentence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she will have the last word if it kills her.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was basically done, but then you kind of interrupted and then I was like, I'll let him have it.
1: Just believe that it's possible that help is on the way. Yes. That's it. Yes. You don't have to know. What it's going to look like. What it's going to look like, when it's going to happen. But just have faith that like, it is possible that it can happen. Yeah. 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 Because it's happened for other people. It happened
0: for him and it happened for me.
1: We're no better, no worse. I mean, some of us are a little better, but just kidding. Let's get to the next segment. I like when we go like
0: this because then I feel important. I feel like we're on Saturday Night Live weekend update.
1: Or the newsroom.
0: Yeah. Talk about it, don't drink about it. Talk about it. Talk about it, it, talk about it. So what we're trying to do here Mm -hmm. in this segment is to...
1: Open are, up the floor for people
0: here? to write in questions, things yeah. that are on their minds that they have questions about. And we, as non-professional people who are not qualified at all to unqualified. answer it, unqualified, are going to just take a stab at it and see how we feel and see if we can share our experience and our strength a
1: little and bit of hope. maybe
0: even our hope.
1: Give the listeners some hope.
0: And uh, see if we can be helpful. So um, instead of drinking about it, we're going to talk about it. Talk about it. So um, we have a nice little letter uh, uh, question. Do you want to read it?
1: Sure. Great. Dear, hi, my name is. I love this podcast so much. Aw. Thank you. Here's my question. There was a conflict... With two people I'm friends with at a recovery-based meeting I attend regularly. Without getting into too many details, one person made a comment and the other person felt the comment was sexually offensive and inappropriate. Uh Uh-oh. The other person only meant for it to be funny. I'm sober and met both of them through recovery meetings and I'm friends with both of them. I want to have them both attend my birthday party, but I don't know if that will go well. Do I not invite one of them? I feel awkward. Thank you. And I love you.
0: We love you too. Thank you for writing into that, into us with this question.
1: There was a follow-up that said something about not wanting to be a people pleaser also.
0: Oh, interesting. Cause I don't see that on this paper. It's not,
1: there's like a follow-up email.
0: Oh, oh, part of the same from Mm -hmm. the same person. Oh, people pleasing. Oh, interesting. I, My first thought is that if um, you're friends with both of these people and you're having a party, you should, you're okay to invite both of them. You don't have to take on the other person's, you know, offense and be like, oh, you offended my friend. So I'm not, that feels like people pleasing to take someone's side. It's like, this person is your friend. You either, if you feel comfortable and have a conversation with them to be like, hey, you know, I know that you offended my friend. Is there, you know... Either get involved or don't, but I think you can definitely invite them both. What do you think, Jimmy?
1: I think it's complicated because I think we can say you don't have to take it on and make it your own. But like if they both show up and it is super awkward and it's your event, whether you want to or not, on some level, you are going to be managing that dynamic. Yeah. And dealing with it.
0: So you're saying you should have answered first.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> whoops, no, not at all, because I don't know that, like I'm just saying something that could happen. I'm not giving any solution, right. I'm just saying that right. that's a consideration
0: I hear that. I'm just wondering if she was present or if this person he was present for the actual conflict or if if it was something that was heard later, right?
1: We don't know, we don't know, it so say. it's
0: like. It's sort of like again it's like yeah there might be awkward energy but if you don't want to bring it up to the person about what they did then I I personally would say that's theirs and yeah. yes the energy might be weird so like during the party I could be like by the way I know that that person said something I I, I don't know that I would okay I kind of want to restate my Question, I, my answer, because I feel like no, I don't think no,
1: I. No backstays. You said what you I said. I don't think
0: I want to get involved.
1: You said what you I said.
0: I <laughs> don't want to get involved. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> I know this person said something that upset you. I am going to be inviting him, just giving you the heads up. You can make your choice if you want to come. Yeah. I don't want to get involved. Yeah. I'm not getting involved. I changed my mind. I'm not getting involved. I've done enough Al Anon to know I'm not getting involved.
1: Mm. I've never done that program.
0: Oh, soup's fun. Super fun.
1: Matsuba soup's Here fun. we go.
0: Yeah, I think it is awkward, but I think it's okay to have a conversation with the person who told you about the situation. I don't think that person should expect you to not invite the other person because that feels controlling. Yeah. Right. That And and say to them, you know, I am going to be inviting them. I fully understand if you don't want to come, but I'd love to have you there.
1: Do you think that the nature of the alleged offense with it being like Sexual? sexually inappropriate, does that change anything? I mean. Like the, se- the severity of it. The
0: next question is is like, do you want to be friends with someone that treats people like that, you know? It's hard. It's hard, it's, it is complicated. We don't have any answers for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean.
0: We're holding space for you to make a decision that feels right and will support you no matter what you do. I would, I I don't know if I would get involved. I don't know. I, as a survivor of abuse, would I feel safe having someone in my party who made an like an offensive comment? Probably not.
1: With you being the friend in this question, like the person who wrote in, putting yourself in, the yeah, issues, I probably, or, or as another attendee.
0: Oh, as a friend, Um, I don't know. I think either way, it's hard. I, I have no answers.
1: You might you might not be aware of it as like a random attendee. Like most people might not be aware. Yeah, but uh, if they're I, all running in the same circle, maybe they would. Right.
0: But I feel like so many people make inappropriate sexual jokes yeah. all the time. It's true. It's just part of the way people who who, some people are like that. Yeah, I try not to surround myself with people like that. And I'm very careful with who I'm close friends with because that to me doesn't feel safe anymore. It used to be hilarious yeah. back, you know, 15, 16, 17 years ago. Those were the only jokes I knew how to make.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now I'm very careful with how, what, what the nature of my jokes are. So I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: What do you think? Should she invite him? This, <laughs> I already I think, assumed it was a man and a girl. I have no idea.
1: I think that um, they could... Tell them both. They're going to be there. They're going to be there. You're both two adults. You decide if you want to come, you can come. I'd I'd love to have you there.
0: That feels good for me.
1: But with the understanding that like you still might have to manage some awkwardness if they both attend.
0: Yeah. And that's okay. We're adults. We can handle awkward moments.
1: Now, what about if the person who was on the receiving end of this offensive action said to you,
0: I can't can't believe
1: you're going to have them or like. You you know what they did and you're still inviting them. You're choosing them over me. How do you respond to something like that?
0: I yeah. think knowing where I am in my life, I might... I might want to say something to the person like, hey, I heard... I don't know. I'd probably talk to my sponsor and pray about it to see if it was my place to say anything. I don't know. I don't like don't, to I don't, the person
1: who made the comment? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Because I'm very particular with who I you know, I spend time with and I wouldn't feel safe being around someone who thinks those jokes are funny. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like this, this is the first question where I'm like, really shooting in the dark here. Yeah. I hope this was helpful.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think we <laughs> talked out. Yeah. We're bringing up that... some
0: good points to consider, you know, the prayer and meditation is a really good tool to like get there's... quiet and see like, is this my, is this any of my business? Is this something I need to get involved with?
1: I don't think there's a right or wrong answer no, here. there isn't. Well, actually there could be a cut and dry right or wrong answer for someone depending on the things that they've been through themselves in their lives. Right.
0: Right. Depends on where they're coming from.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for your question. We did not help at all, but thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you for writing in. Thank you for trusting us with this scenario that we didn't shed any light on. I'm just kidding. We better,
1: better luck next time to us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) May the best man win. Um, thank you for coming to this episode.
1: Thank you listeners. Thank for you, listeners. Listening, viewers for viewing. Viewers if anyone for viewing. has any questions, haters for hating. <laughs> <laughs> All of you. We're grateful for every aspect of this. If we have any hate listeners that are still listening, write in a question. Thanks. Tell us how much
0: you hate
1: us. Just keep supporting and following me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hate watch, keep doing it.
1: I don't think anybody's doing that. It's working. Yeah. It does happen though. For sure. Hey, watch. Hey, Hey, mom.
0: Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) My mom's obsessed with me. I'm literally joking. That's why it was like so funny. And while she's listening, she's going to be like, oh, my God, I got a shout out. Oh,
1: she raised the bottom. Good bottom.
0: (laughs) She (laughs) raised the real good bottom.
1: Now, listen, with these questions. No, you
0: listen. If No, you listen.
1: Listeners, listen up. If you want to write in with a question for us, you can email questions at HiMyNameIsRecovery.com. That's questions at HiMyNameIsRecovery.com. And we will do our best to not answer them.
0: Thank you so much. (laughs) Have a beautiful rest of your week. That's your podcast. This is it. Now we have to hit end because otherwise it'll just keep recording.
1: Arrivederci.